Fairman Jackson podcast. To be loved by the King of Kings is Thank y'all for tuning in. I have a phenomenal artist on the podcast today, Nia Purpose. And she had released an LP, an EP in 2021 called Genesis. And I'm just thankful to have you on the show today, Nia. How has your day been so far? Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be on. Thank you so much for listening to my music. And for inviting me to be on your podcast. Uh, my day's been going well so far. I can't complain at all. Yeah, I'm just glad to be here. That's what's up, man. It's, it, we finally getting some good weather here in the Carolinas, too. Like, it's it's a it's a, it's cold day, but at least the sun out. It's a, a blessing that the sun is out. And it's no right. sun. Yeah. All the snow. I mean, I still, <laughs> I can't even say that because... <laughs> <laughs> we are not from like in the north where the snow is just you know terrible yeah. but we've gotten quite a bit of snow more than recently um, yeah. i think we had two weekends in a row where there were a little bit of flurries coming down so yeah yeah it's nice to see the sun it is i, I appreciate it it's a blessing to see the, <laughs> the sun and especially on the weekend because when we was getting that snow it was on the weekends Mm-hmm. Yeah, but are you originally from the Carolinas? I am. So, born in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Then, uh, when I was eight, my, my family and I moved to Fort Mill. So, that's where I've been ever since. So, yeah, okay. born and raised, native to Carolinas. Okay, it's okay. rare now. <laughs> it's it's rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people move here from like. I met a lot of people from Buffalo. Uh, recently, I met a lot of people from Michigan, from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're getting a lot of transplants now. Yeah, it is. It is like a lot of New York people in uh, this area of the Carolinas. It's a lot of New York people. But first, the first thing, like on my podcast, when I'm very interested in an artist, I kind of be all over the place. If I'm, I just want you to excuse me from that's the jump. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but how did the name come about? Nia Purpose. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, my name means purpose in Swahili. Um, it mm. means purpose or intention. So one of my uh, friends, when he would call, he would always say. Nia Purpose, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) He's from Cali. But um, so I stuck with it. I was like, you know what? That's a good name. So that's really how it came about. (laughs) And Swahili, it means purpose. I didn't Mm -hmm. didn't know that. And then. Yeah, Nia is one of the days of Kwanzaa. Mm. So it's, I can't even tell you the number day, but it's one of the days. So, yeah. yeah, it has a special meaning um, within the holiday. Okay. And then your music, the message has a purpose in, in the music also that you create. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, with any song, I really want my music to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is spiritual. I am a Christian singer and songwriter. 
Um, so the the songs that I write, they all have a spiritual message, a, a Christian message to them. Mm-hmm. But what I have found and with people who have reached out to me, some of them aren't Christians and they say, I really love your music. I resonate with it. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's because the messages are just about life. You know, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, we all go through the same things as yeah. people. And so my music reflects just the things that I have gone through as a person and other people can resonate with it because it's life, you know? Yeah, that's, that's true. And when you say like, everybody's not a Christian or whatever, I don't consider myself a Christian, but I live a Christ like life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all. And I believe in God, but your Mm -hmm. music resonates with, with me. Well, that's why I reached out to you and said, I would, appreciate it if you could come on the podcast and talk about your creativity and your music and and the message and the music and everything and how long have you been uh, singing or writing music so I've been singing I would say since I was a child (laughs) (laughs) I was always in chorus or some type of singing group um, in the church Um, But as far as seriously pursuing it and really releasing music that I've written, I didn't start until 2019. So very recently getting started. Um, So like you said, Genesis, my EP that I released in 2021, that was the first, um, that is the first uh, release of my original music. Mm -hmm. So I'm just getting started. That's your debut, the Genesis that EP. Is, yes, that's the debut. And okay. it hit right at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the middle of it. So um, I'm really happy that people have been streaming it and been able to really be um, touched by it. One of the songs that I received a lot of feedback from is Free. Yeah. And uh, I think people really felt that one um, because we were all locked in. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, it really is uh, psychologically damaging in a way for, especially for people who love to interact with people and yeah. have more of an extroverted nature. Yeah. Um, they really wanted to be outside and interacting with people. And even for those who consider themselves introverts like me, um, I even realized that I need to get out and interact with people because yeah. that's how God created us. So a lot of people resonated with that song during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, releasing music during the pandemic, I've, I personally feel it, it had benefits to it because people was at home streaming things more. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what birthed me creating podcasts, the pandemic and being home. And and uh, so how did like th- did the streaming numbers because we live in an era now that where physical copies don't exist. And uh, people stream more. So how did you feel about like when you releasing music during the pandemic? Like, was it therapeutic to release music since we was out at uh, quarantine during that time? It was. It was. Um, and I agree with you. Like, we, we, it's a fact that the tangible CDs, all of that is, I won't say it's gone, I, but it's, it's not as popular. It's not as necessary because mm-hmm. we have Spotify and Apple Music and all of these streaming networks. Um, yeah. It was definitely therapeutic um, to write 
and release music during the pandemic. The only downside is that I couldn't get out as much to uh, perform anything. Yeah. But um, I'm praying that this year and going forward, um, that won't be as much of an issue. But a lot of creatives pivoted during that time, during the mm-hmm. pandemic. We have like the verses where people are doing um, streaming concerts. Yeah. So yeah. there's always a, a, a way to innovate. Mm-hmm. And create uh, mm-hmm. new ways of creativity to, to get your message out and to get the visuals and stuff out to the people like yes would you consider your uh because when i listen to it it sounds modern christian music to me it sounds more modern and it it has soul to it would you consider it like more modern christian or is it i don't i don't know how to uh <laughs> perceive how to categorize it, it. <laughs> yeah categorize it yeah um that's a good question so yeah I, it definitely isn't gospel like i i rule it out of that category it has a gospel message but it's not the gos traditional gospel sound if you know what i mean like yeah um like a john p key or you know frank hammond like kind of kind of like those um mm-hmm. type of artists i i put it more in a contemporary uh christian category uh, one of the artists i really look up to is molly music So his music has that Christian foundation, but it's also, um, it can cross over Mm -hmm. and be, have more of an R and B feel. Um, but it's all good music, you know, it, Mm -hmm. it speaks to people. It resonates. So that's kind of how I categorize my music as well. Excuse me as well. Okay. Okay. Because when I, when I listen to it, it does have the gospel, the message, the traditional message, but it it gives me a, a feel that I, that I can like ride to it and I can see you performing the records and it's, it's just more modern to me. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely is uh, more modern, a little more creative. Um, and I like that you said you can ride to it. Cause that's what I, I, I like to hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like for my songs to have that, that bass, that groove that people can kind of just like, you know, sway, mm-hmm. um, especially enough to be loved. Like it, you just can kind of vibe to it Man. Um, in the car. Yeah. So yeah, I like that feel. That is what I go for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like you said, you hadn't been performing the records as much or whatever, because one of my questions I was going to ask you is what is your favorite part? Like writing the records, uh, recording the record or performing the record? Mm, good question. I would have to go with writing. I okay. love writing. Yeah. Um, performing, I'm warming up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and recording, the recording process, I do acapella music. So all of the the vocals and everything, it's me um, leading and in the background. Um, you will hear Kevin Weinbarger. He was the producer for the EP. He's also a Charlotte-based uh, producer. He's yeah. really great. Um, so you'll hear, hear him in the background, too, doing some of those lower parts that I couldn't quite reach. <laughs> so that process takes a little while. Um, so we were in the studio. Typically, we had like three-day sessions just to get all the backgrounds in um, and cleaned up and get the leads in. Uh, so it was tough. Yeah. But I grew 
every time I went into the studio, I learned something new. I was challenged in a new way. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that part of it. Just the challenge and growing and learning new things. And the, if he, the producer, like the engineering is so clean. Like I heard you said leads and multiples and he's in the background. It, it's so clean. It sounds like it's one track all the way through though. Mm-hmm. To me. He does amazing work. And yeah. um, I was his first acapella artist. Mm-hmm. So we were talking and collabing the whole time, just sharing um, my background. So that was my first time in the studio, but I grew up singing acapella. So that's kind of how um, I fell in love with it in church. Yeah. That's how I grew up singing. So um, I was able to bring that background and he was able to bring all of his technical mm-hmm. knowledge Um and experience to create this so it was a really great partnership yeah and i I heard when you said you was an introvert and you're warming up to performing (laughs) i can see (laughs) like because i'm introverted too though and i can see how performing could be challenging as uh, as an introvert because you're in front of a plethora of people performing your record that you created (laughs) Yeah, um, it's a growing process. So I have to start in the, from the beginning to even decide to put my music out there. So I had to trust God and just be like, okay, you put this on my heart. So I'm either going to suffer from not doing it because I feel like it's something that I'm supposed to do that you want me to do. Yeah. Or I'm going to suffer after I do it, just, you know, suffering from criticism and things that people might have to say. Mm-hmm. So I just had to make a decision and I decided to, to just go forward and do what God called me to do. Yeah. And um, there are some people who of course have negative things to say that that's just people, mm-hmm. but I received a lot of love and a lot of support. Yeah. And so the next phase, of course, was is the performing piece. And I talk to people who perform quite a bit and they just say, um, focus on who you're singing for. So focus on um, God and and who you're singing these praises to. But I do love um, interacting with people and meeting people. And so when I do perform, I was able to do a few virtual concerts during the pandemic, but whenever I I sing um, live, I try to do what they told me, you know, focus on God and also incorporate interacting with the people who are there Um, Mm -hmm. because everybody wants to to have a good time and um, just vibe together. And so I I keep that in mind, you know, everybody's here. They just, we just want to have a good time together. So. And enjoy themselves. And I, Mm -hmm. I feel as if like, uh, God put us on earth to create So you, you, you have to release your creativity for, for people to love it or judge it or whatever It's, it's genuinely who you are if, mm-hmm. I don't know how people could not like When a person is being genuine, genuine on a record But folks have their opinions or whatever I, I think the records are phenomenal personally My favorite one is Enough enough to be loved and i see you have merch for enough to be loved i do i do um and that was exciting just to see people buying the shirts and people posting the pictures of themselves in Mm -hmm. them um so those are available on teespring um if you are listening and watching um the link is in my instagram bio if you want to 
go there, um, Nia Purpose Music. So, yeah, they look really good yeah. on the people. Yeah. So I'm just saying. And, and <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, were, they fresh. I like the, the shirts myself. And, and for everybody that's watching the podcast, too, if you look in the description, I'm going to put links to her music, her, her music channel, her uh, Instagram, and to her uh to purchase her merch though but how how important is merch like to you like to to have merch incorporated with the music you know it's it's very important now uh we were talking about how cds are becoming obsolete um it's interesting though that vinyls are kind of coming back you know people really like the vinyls and uh the record players but um just listening to other industry professionals, having that merch with your music is just another way to interact mm-hmm. with your fans and with the people who follow you and support you. So it allows you to tell a different story about yourself and your music. And it allows the people who follow you and support you to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I believe it is important. And I have more merch coming in the future that I'm excited about. Oh, uh, that's what's up, man. Because like, I think that you can have a package like when you release a a, a project, a package with merch and vinyl. Because vinyl creates a, a vibe in the house. Like if you cleaning up or whatever, and you got your candles lit and your your vinyl playing, that's a a good energy. It feels good to have that. So, like we were saying, I think that merch is very important now to be packaged with. Uh, the creativity that you release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So in the future, definitely I'm looking forward to creating those types of packages and those types of experiences uh, for people yeah. looking to do some more collabs with artists, um, mm-hmm. like actual um, like painters and people who create in oh, that man. way Yeah. Um, to do some more exclusive and unique pieces so yeah i love art too i just love to create (laughs) i used to draw and paint um when i was younger i haven't done as much uh in recent years but Mm -hmm. i still love to go see art and um so that would be just a cool way to bridge more of my interests together with Mm. with my music if if you could have like a person to feature on a record with with you who who would that person who would you want it to be or a a whole collaborative project with an individual? I would have to go back to Molly. Yeah, I just really appreciate his creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and his music is it's like a mixture of poetry and spoken word, and he can sing, and then he kind of goes into his rap rap mm-hmm. thing yeah. <laughs> so he and his writing is just beautiful it's, it's just amazing so i feel mm-hmm. like i could learn a lot just from working with him and just dive into another side of my creativity that maybe i haven't tapped into mm-hmm. um another artist uh he's in the carolinas too his name is samo um samo s-a-m-o-h-t okay Okay. Yeah, he he's amazing. He ha- he does like R and B, but he has a very gospel uh, sound to yeah. it. So, um, yeah, if I could meet with him and work with him in a way, I probably would definitely take advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. I think it could happen though because 
if they just hear your music, I, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't want to work with you, to be honest. And um, earlier in the podcast, you said that uh, you was doing like three-day sessions. Mm-hmm. So what is some must-haves? What were some must-haves in the studio that you had to have for your your session? Water. <laughs> <laughs> Water, uh, tea, mm. and um, my Ricolas. Okay, okay. Which I kind of feel like I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those were the absolute must-haves. Uh, Kevin, he was always great about having some voice tea. So I actually bought some of that myself um, oh, man. on Etsy. Yeah, there, there are... Uh, people who create tea specifically for people who use their voice a lot and who sing. Wow. So I invested in that. Um, the honey, of course. But yeah, water and Ricolas. Mm, I didn't. I never heard of voice tea before, but I could see how tea could soothe their throat. Because if you're singing at the level you're singing at for three days, what was the experience like after those three days? That's like a workout, ain't it? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Um, I would just always be praying like, Lord, just help my voice to make it. <laughs> mm. um, but after those three days, I definitely rested uh, my voice a bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was brutal. It just makes me think about artists who travel and do their concerts oh. and have tours. They're singing every day or at least every other day, you know, and just the work that they have to do and the care that they have to take for their voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because to think about it, if if you had to do a tour, a hundred day tour and an hour set. Whew, I didn't mm-hmm. I never thought about that when it comes to singing. That's a that's a lot of work. That's a whole yeah, lot of work. and they're traveling, and that's just a, a different type of stress on your body. So I've just been learning that you really have to take care of your entire body to take care of your voice. Yeah. Um, so rest is important, water, exercise, the food you eat. Yeah, the food you consume. Matters. It has to be important also. Yeah. So, like, do you just write and sing? Do you produce and engineer? Have you thought about going into those aspects of creativity or you'll leave that to your engineer i you know i thought about it (laughs) and then when i went into the studio and saw everything that went into it i was definitely paying attention because i I wanted to learn as much as possible Mm -hmm. um there is a lot that goes into the engineering piece um i would dabble into it like you know just doing things at the house and um i know there are opportunities to provide background vocals for other people and so just like learning little things to do here at home yeah i have definitely uh, thought about learning that and have been learning that but as far as doing it for other people i have not uh decided to do <laughs> go that route yet okay, okay. <laughs> uh producing for other people Mm-hmm. I have thought about that just because I really enjoy collaborating with other people, whether okay. that's with writing, um, producing content. Um, so I have thought about that. Yeah, but I do love songwriting with other people. That's that's one thing that I enjoy Ooh, writing songs for other people. Have you done mm-hmm. that? Have you done that before? And can you name some? 
I haven't I haven't um had that opportunity yet for a song that I've written mm. to actually be sang by someone. But I have been writing uh, with other people for that purpose to submit mm. songs into a catalog and, you know, just just hope that an artist will resonate with it and, and want to sing it for themselves. But mm -hmm. I haven't been honored yet with that. But I hope to one day. That's a that's I think that would be a great experience, like a collaborative writing effort for other artists also. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love the songwriting piece. I love singing, too. But uh, writing is something that I have always done, even if it was poetry, mm -hmm. uh, books, you know, as a child, just I've always been a writer. So yeah. that's that's naturally just who I am. OK. OK. Mm hmm. Uh, what can we expect musically to be? Are you planning to release more music in the future or are we going to get a full LP soon or? I'm definitely planning to release more music this year. Okay. Um, I have it in, in the catalog. It's ready. Mm. Um, I just have to get into the studio and actually start getting the music down. So you can yeah. definitely expect to hear more music from me this year. Okay. Okay. I, I know a lot of people say that they don't know why uh, they would release full LPs nowadays since we're in the streaming era. People would uh, rather just release singles. How do you feel about uh, full LPs versus singles? So um, to me, I see a single as... Um when I think about it, I guess for myself, I'm sure people have their own uh, philosophies about dropping a full LP versus an EP. Uh, for me, I would just think about what I have written and how it best pieces together to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And so if my, if I only have seven songs that seem to fit together in a way that makes sense, then I would just do an EP um, and an album. It does take more hours, more work, maybe a longer time to actually get it out, especially yeah. for an independent artist um, who doesn't have, you know, it might take, take some time to get the funds. That's, you know, that's mm -hmm. the major thing, especially if you can't do everything yourself like me. So I have to reach out to others who have the skills necessary, engineers, producers, mm -hmm. and all of that. So that takes time. So if you want to get something out uh, quicker, you might just do an EP yeah. and, you know, take some time and do another EP. Uh, but if you have the resources and want to do a longer project, then um, I think that has its benefits, too. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like listening to... Uh 45 minutes to an hour of music though it, like a whole body of work and it be arranged properly and everything i i, I can appreciate that though but mm -hmm. nia if i was a, a exec a, a record exec and i came to you and said nia i, I want to sign you to a deal what would be some must-haves in the contract before you sign the deal some must-haves. Um, I must have creative freedom. I don't want to release anything that I don't personally like, that uh -huh. I don't resonate with, that I feel like isn't authentic. Okay. Um, and that's just because that's been a part of my journey 
of growth, just being more authentic to myself. So going forward, I wouldn't want to do anything that mm-hmm. isn't authentic. Um, so that I definitely want to uh, retain ownership of my music as well. Yeah. Um, there's there's definitely um, room to to negotiate those things because people have to get credit. You know, mm-hmm. people who um, who write and work on the project. You know, obviously they need to get their credit to yeah. be on. You know, as writers, producers, whatever capacity they play. But I definitely would need to have ownership. Yeah, I like that you said that. At, at first that you would have to have creative control to keep it authentic because nowadays people find individuals that they like the look or they like that their numbers are high and they try to put them together to make a hit so they can become more profitable. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that you said I have to be genuinely me and I have to have creative control. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I think that's super important, especially for people who are creative. Um, it's like I said earlier, and Erica Badu said it really well. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't say it exactly how she said it, mm-hmm. but uh, she's an artist. We're artists and we can be very sensitive about our work. So, I mean, yeah. putting our things out there um, is it's very personal. Yeah. And so just having being authentic and, it's just very important, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's what's up, man. I I highly appreciate you coming on my show. Next time, I don't want to do it virtually, though. I would like to be in your presence with the conversation, and I'm very thankful for you. Do you want to uh, leave any contacts or anything? People, how could people reach out to you if they they want to work with you in the future or whatever? Yes, yes. So um, you can always reach me on Instagram at Nia Purpose Music. Um, Facebook is the same thing, Nia Purpose Music. Um, my email is Nia Purpose Music at gmail.com. I try to keep everything very consistent. Um, my TikTok is underscore Nia Purpose. That was the only thing that I couldn't, couldn't manage it. Yeah. But um, you can reach me on all of those platforms. And I would love to work with you, especially um, if you're in the area, even if you're not in the area. I'm looking forward to meeting new creatives and working with new people. Yeah, because we're actually we're worldwide instantly now by putting our music on streaming platforms. And then Mm -hmm. people can email vocals back and forth. Like I know some, some people that work with folks all over the world and they be in the comfort of their home. Mm hmm. It's yeah. so easy now. It's so easy now. Um, so, yes, I would love, love to hear from anyone and, and see if we can do something together. Okay. Thank you. Have a blessed day, Nia. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. it. Thanks. <laughs> the Trevor Jackson Podcast. To be loved by the King of Kings is Jackson Podcast.